Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thom, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Jacks with episode number 542 of Behind the Music, where we hear from the storytellers of every genre of music. We just get to get what's happening behind the scenes from each one of these artists, their bands, what's, you know, what it takes to be an artist today. The perspective of the indie artist is really the feature and focus of Behind the Music, and it has been for, my gosh, almost a decade now. Pretty exciting, but I can honestly say that we have certainly learned a whole lot. Guys, if you want some tips on social media, don't forget, tune in to our Monday show because on New Music Monday, we not only feature some really great new music that we're sending off to different radio stations and that's trending right now from our indie artist community, but we also tell you a whole lot about the music business, social media marketing, all kinds of interesting things because things are changing so much. Like right now, a lot of people are getting flagged on YouTube and getting their channel shut down. If you want to find out more about that, then definitely tune in to the New Music Monday show so that you won't make the mistakes that are getting these channels shut down. Also, Facebook is doing a lot of shutting down. And if you've been flagged for that and you're not able to get back into groups or you're having you know, these kind of experiences where your content's not getting seen, you're going to want to turn, turn into those shows because that's where we talk about a lot of that stuff. So don't forget, every Monday in the morning with me on ABA Live Radio. On tonight's show, sponsored by American Pride Magazine, we have Wes Romaniak with, um, from the Rough Country Band and Howard Lee Naylor coming on the show for interview. We've got their songs in the check. I'm getting ready to play one for you right now as we go into first interview. Sit back, chill, enjoy the show, and thanks for being here with us. This is The Blame We'll be right back after this with the interview. Happiness, you gave me 
Exactly right. Most people mispronounce it. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, All if right. there's someone that can mess up a name, it's me. So I'm really, <laughs> I get the hard ones right and the really easy ones so wrong. Well, you did a fine <laughs> job with my name there. <laughs> Thank you. Where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm calling in from a little town in, in uh, Canada, really north, like really far north of you guys. <laughs> Oh really? Awesome. Yeah, how super, far from super? How are far you far from, from Toronto? Florida? Well, like, are you far from Toronto? Are you farther north than that? I'm actually I'm actually closer to where you are than I am to Toronto. That's how far north I am. Really? <laughs> really oh my goodness, yeah. that's craziness. Yeah, is Toronto, it cold up yeah. there, or is it actually warmer as you get closer to water? No, no, it's cold. It's cold. It is. It's like uh yeah, it's like negative twenty right now. Oh my gosh. No. So you don't get yeah. the uh the more milder temperatures that they have over on the other side then? No, we don't know. 
Yeah, well, I'm just hiding down in Florida for as long as I can. <laughs> I've been down here a long time now, and I'm just so used to it. You know, I I hardly ever go back to Canada that often. But you come into Nashville right. sometimes, right? Yeah, I, I travel in Nashville. I've tra- I travel to Florida too, actually, to Marco Island. Oh, you do! I love Marco Island. Very good. Like it yeah, down there a lot. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great little area. But yeah, I do. I, I travel to Nashville uh, several times a year. I haven't uh, oh, I haven't nice. been yet this year, but I'm, I'm I'm heading out there in the spring. Oh, that's great! Are you going to record in there while you're in Nashville? Yeah, I'm going to be recording with Lamb and Records, uh, which is an ind- which is an indie label, and but they're fantastic, and uh, they get distribution through Sony Music, so it's a pretty good deal. Excellent. How did you get hooked yeah. up with them? Did this happen a while ago or just recently? It, it happened about a year and a half ago. I just yeah. had to get my ducks ducks in a row. That's where the you formation did. of the band came from. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. How, what's it been like? Oh, you. Do you feel that it's been a better opportunity for you? Does it take some of the weight off your shoulders? Like having a band, you mean? No, just being with, um, you know, working with a label, having distribution, you know, because so many artists are doing it themselves and they're doing the DIY, you know, going through CD Baby, they're distributing their own music and they they market their own music. Are is Is this company actually working for you or do you find that you still have to kind of go the same routes as well? Well, until I until I get down there and record my first album with them, I'm pretty. I'm still doing it myself. I haven't actually signed the contract yet. So you're not really sure what's going to happen. Go. Yeah, by my lawyer, I have to make sure. But I'm doing it just the way anybody else would right now. You know, my I'm my own promoter, my own producer, and and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, I talked to re- so many. Go ahead. You know yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I said I don't regret it at all, like doing it this way. But it's a it's a grind. Like we have to grind at it and keep working at it. It is very much so. Yeah. I mean, I have artists that I'm working with through labels, and um, we have you know labels associated with AVA Live Radio, and and they have although a great attitude, they still put a lot of weight on the artist to promote because it's difficult to get that authentic experience through social media if the artist isn't actually contributing the content. So that makes it a little more difficult. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, if the label's going to purchase advertising to help advertise you, that's got to come out of your budget somewhere and you have less control over it. So there's like a toss up right now, you know, of, of is, is handing the everything over, handing all the finances and everything over to the label, the smartest thing. And, and at what point do you know if it's going to happen the right way? Or if you take it on, are you just going to make, you know, trial and error mistakes anyway? So there's, there's a real <laughs> yeah. conversation going on about it, you know? Yeah. That's why it's important to, to always speak to an entertainment lawyer though. So you know what you're getting into, uh, even with an indie label, like, like Lamont, but they're great. Like the the deal that the way I understand the deal with them is they're going to be doing all the promoting and stuff like that. And I'm going to have to get out there and tour. So um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm I'm doing, I can't wait to see. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing all that for, 
on my own right now. Like I've, I have my own budget that comes out of my own pocket, and, uh, and it's always a struggle out there, you know, playing venues, stuff like that, recording, like that all comes out of my pocket or it comes out of the band's budget, you know what I mean? That's the way it works right now. So true. So true. I'm curious yeah. too if you know a lot of the labels that we deal with they they always do crowdfunding and that's part of their business model is raising the funds before and they put all the time and money into advertising the crowdfund and that way they have the money as they go into production and then they tour and then it, it goes back again to the crowdfund and I'm interested to see what you know, what maps out for you guys, what you choose to do as you, as you head in with this label, that's going to be interesting, you know, to see if this is another yeah, one that, sure. that chooses that road or if they've got something else in mind, you know, cause there's honestly so many people ask me which way is good for me. And I always have to say, unfortunately, there's so many roads to greatness right now that it's not the same <laughs> road for anyone. Isn't that the truth? No, that's exactly right there. Um, I'm just, I, I view this opportunity as, as a, just a door opening. That's the way I see it. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get my hopes up or anything, but, uh, one thing that Dave Moody did promise is he said he would uh, get me to play the Opry. So that was, that's like my, ultimate Oh goal. my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> How exciting. Now see, that is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Now, you know, you're going to have to get video footage of that one. <laughs> if oh, they, I think they let you, right? I'm pretty sure that they do because I, I so. see a lot of people. Got to live stream it. Yeah, right. Now I've, yeah, I've been to the Opry before, but I've never performed. You know, I've been backstage and stuff before, but I've never got to got, get up there and perform. But hopefully, that's going to happen soon. Oh yeah, 2018 is going to be incredible. There's, I mean, I don't know how. In, entrenched you are on social media and knowing about the changes and seeing all that's happened in the last year. But just even since January, so much has happened in 2017. And now we're going into 18 and everything has changed so dramatically over yeah. just 12 months. So it's really interesting, actually, for me to see how we all adjust and what happens in 2018, what technology comes to us and becomes, you know, the new thing. Because so many right. people dove heavily into one social media space. And then, you know, right. that faucet basically gets turned off and then they're kind of left floundering, like, where do we go now? And now we have Spotify, which is kind of, you know, could be another up and down like you know you climb the hill you get to the top and then they they dump it out from under you so you just don't know it's going to be interesting to see how that all molds out in 2018 yeah there's a lot of policy changes and stuff like that but i think mm-hmm. that the biggest thing is just uh you know the um, social media as far as it goes i use i use as much as i can like instagram facebook twitter i, I try to go for it all that's it's, awesome uh, it's a lot of work though like that's a full time job in itself, and I'm, I'm sure you know that. <laughs> but uh, I think I start at like you know, five think, o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it is full time. Yeah. <laughs> but on top of that, I work a full time job too. So it's, so I'm working two full time jobs right now. So yeah. But yeah, uh, that is it. I think is it's it important there? to keep your. It's important to keep your content original and uh, and and be original, and you know what I mean. I, I totally agree with you. Shirt. I think yeah. that's essential. 
if you if the music isn't right and your your content isn't quality and really well produced and consistent, then you can't build a brand. And if you can't build a brand, people aren't going to remember the name. So it all That's starts right. with a product for sure. Have you had any hurdles so far in developing your products? I mean, have you always been doing them in Nashville, or is this just the first trip to Nashville because of the record label? Uh, um, no, I've been I've, I've, I worked for a few different com- I worked with a few different companies in Nashville. One in particular yeah. was called Perfect Pitch, and they're a pitching company. So they pitched my songs to people like Luke Bryan, Darius Rucker. Um, Brad Paisley stuff like that. I didn't get any nice. hits off of that or nothing like that. Not but yet. you know, um, you never so know. It's not you my never first, know. Yeah, it's, that's right. You got to take what you can get and go for it. Yeah. Some of the hurt. Some of the hurdles is that because I'm up here in the far north, I just live in a little wee tiny little town, and uh, I have to oh, travel yeah. to record. So to get good quality recording, I have to travel. Sure. (laughs) Well, it's great that you're going to Nashville, though, because it couldn't be any better. I mean, you're working with real professionals there all the time. And the session musicians, I don't know if you've been using them um, until you got your band together, but they are just, you know, in and out the door. They just do such a great job that I always am happy when I see a production coming to us from Nashville because I know it's going to be really good quality. Right. Well, I, according to well, I'm to think when I go to Nashville, I'm gonna probably record the album on my own um, with session musicians. And and according the last time I spoke with Dave Moody, he said he'll have everything laid down there for me. And when I go down there, I just have to record the vocals. Oh, that's so awesome! Everything will be ready for me. Yeah, so that's how pro they are. Right. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. it'll take it'll take about a week. But, oh, seriously? Uh, the band, They're so fast. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the as band far as goes, the band? the band's gonna, yeah, the Rough Country band, they're gonna be my touring band. So uh, it's important for them to be proficient, and I think that uh, we're gonna have to do some kind of a tour down south there, and and uh, it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to see you. How long have you guys all come together? I mean, I'm looking at you know Jamie, Calvin, Greg, Tom. Have you guys known each other before this? Yeah, we were all we were all kind of friends before that. Uh, we we're from a small town, so uh, everybody kind of knows everybody here. <laughs> but uh, we as we formed the band last January. Um, That's awesome. Just to just so to, you guys have yeah, that time. To the touring band. Yeah, and we've yeah we've had lots of fun so far. So. Oh, that. You know, how much? Important. How much do you Go guys ahead. practice? Do you get a lot of practice sessions in over this last twelve months? Or has it been hard? Uh, we get lots in. Like I said, we're a small town, so everything's close to each other, so it's it's easy to get together. I mean, excellent. We do have some some scheduling conflicts, stuff like that, but we're doing uh, one to three times a week. Nice. That's not bad. That's really good. Yeah. How do you feel about and this we, next year? Do you feel like you guys are ready to go on tour? I think so. Yeah, I think 2018 is going to be a great year, and it's going to be a great year for for music and everything. I just I feel good about it. For sure. Now, are they going to be able? You know, with touring, it's really hard. You can't work full time, obviously, and tour. So unless you're flying everywhere and flying back, but how is that going to work out for you? Are you going to go full time once you get with this label and not have you know a a, a day job at all while you tour? 
Oh, well, that's the dream. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I, right? That's what I would like. <laughs> yeah, but re- realistically, I'm probably just going to have to take a leave of absence in case, you know, because nothing, like nothing's 100%. Right. right? So sometimes you could have something to fall back on, but I got a pretty good career here, so um, I got something to fall back on. As far as the other guys, they all they all need to have their jobs, and we'll just have to find time. That's what we'll have to do. Wow, that's tough. I'm I'm really like yeah. interested to see how you guys swing it, especially if you go so far away from home, you know. But I mean, then again, I I have a lot of bands that will um, take time off, or they'll try and do it on the weekends, and that can right. be tricky depending on how far you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. I think that Person. if we do, yeah. If, yeah, if we're out there touring, promoting the new album, I think that we could probably make some time there. And as far as it goes here, I mean, we could play from week to week, and it's not it's not that tough. So yeah, locally, of course, right? What's not what's sure. ahead not of sure. you guys now? What are you getting in? Do you have a date of what you're getting into the studio to record the new things, or did he tell you just early eighteen, or is there an actual month yeah. you're going to be doing it? Well, we're looking at April. Half of the, half of the uh, half of it depends on me, so that's just where I'm going to be comfortable. So I'm looking at April or May. All right, that's awesome. Good time to be there too. And are you going to live yeah. stream or put it on social media? Is there anything that we can anticipate coming out? Uh, we'll probably do some like once we get into some stuff like that. We'll be doing some live streaming on Facebook. We've done that before a few times. That works really well, and. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think you can live stream on Twitter now. Is that right? Yes, you can live stream on Twitter. That's yeah. through Periscope is a really great app to do it because you get both at the same time. Right. And uh, you can also live stream on YouTube as well and Instagram. So you've got choices because wow. you've got them all. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it just right. depends on what you like the best. I think, you know, today, look, I mean, Facebook is not ideal. I'm, I don't want to say it's like it's a it's definite if you live stream there that you're going to get seen because the way Facebook has locked down pages, unless they change right now, the only people that are getting notifications are are in groups or personal pages, right. you know, so it's really tricky. And they're trying so okay. hard to control video and network and stuff. So it just depends. If you want the video, you know, build up live streams. Tell people that you're going to live stream at a certain time so that maybe they'll turn on not- notifications and it'll be more of an incentive to the, for them right. to follow your page more closely. So I either, no matter what you do, you definitely want to let people know before you go live and try to pick an about time and where you're going to be. And that helps. Right. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. You're welcome. It's so nice to talk yeah. to you and congratulations. This is great news. I'm so looking forward to seeing what happens and totally supporting you all the way. Nice to meet you, Wes. Well, yeah. Nice to meet you too. I love your show, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you like it. Hopefully it's a lot of help. And we're always here for you. So no matter (laughs) what happens, we are definitely here supporting you. Can't wait to see the new music. I'm sure we'll talk again sometime. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got to check in with the band and see how you guys are doing on your tour. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> might, might even make it out your way at some point. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love it. It would be great. If you got down to Florida, then that's a real successful tour because that means you guys are just all over the place and you're definitely not trying to keep the day job because it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's warm, though. I'll see you soon. Oh, it's it's so warm. It really is. That was Rest Romaniak. Oh, my gosh. How can I mess it up the second time? Romaniak on AVA Live Radio have his, has his new band together for a year, the Rough Country Band. They're going to be going to Nashville to see if they're going to be working out this amazing deal. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens in 2018. There's a lot of this going on with the music community that we have a lot of things have happened in 2017 that are now going to be coming to light in 2018, which I am definitely going to be giving you guys coverage moment to moment on. So be sure to keep track of the social media pages and, you know, our website. So you'll hear the stories because we want to follow up and see what's happening with all of these fabulous artists, especially Wes, as I cannot wait to see what happens in his story. Next up, I'm going to be speaking with Howard Lee Naylor. This is his song, Possibilities, brand new to AVA. We'll be right back after this with the interview. I can see our face 
Great new song, Possibilities, by Howard Lee Naylor on AVA Live Radio. Hi, Howard. Welcome. Well, welcome as well. And I missed the last time I did a song, Ginger Girl, and I missed our spot, so I'm making up for lost time here. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad. And I love Ginger Girl, too. That was always one of my, my ones that... Uh, I enjoyed. I saw it the other day, actually, when we were going through music from you, and I was like, right. "Wow, <laughs> I like that yeah. one. It was so catchy." You have you have that Beatles influence, right? That you were telling me about, and and I can always hear it in your music. I, and I, and I don't I don't plan on that kind of stuff, right? I, I just I just write and I plink and plunk at the keyboard and I and I come up with these things, but I think the harmonies. I've always liked the harmonies uh, from them. And I said, well, let's incorporate that. And I do all the harmonies myself. So I love it. And I have nice. to learn the harmonies because <laughs> sure. I'm not strong enough. You know, it's just, it's, it's a hard thing for me. Harmonies it's always been hard, but it's, but it's getting easier, but I know my voice, I know my sound. So now it's so the next time I do my next album, I'm, I'm going to be way ahead of the game. I think for sure. Yeah. Do you produce the, everything yourself like do you have your own studio or do you go to the studio how do you usually do that i have a home studio i have a keyboard that i it's called an arranger keyboard and what i do is i think and plunk as as you know i have my fingers are a little bit funny so i i really can't play a full piano but so what happens is you play chords and the band plays with you right so i learned Mm -hmm. to write songs that way and then i just go into my computer and i and i put it in my studio there and then I meet up with my producer, and then we sit down with the bass player and the, and the guitar player, and we start going over the arrangements. And, and then I'll come up with hooks with the piano, like the hook in that song, Possibilities. I came up with that uh, right away. So that was so all, I do all the hooks, I do all the harmonies, write all the songs, do all the vocals. And, and then we started, I was learning how to do the studio work as well with, uh, with this fellow called Ian. Just a home studio as well, right? But these guys are... They're they're very well trained, so. Oh sure. And comes, well, I love the production. Off. I think it's great. Possibilities is very catchy, and it's 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 pleasant to listen to. You know, I love the way you did the harmonies, and I think you did a great job on it. Well, thank you. I uh, You're welcome. you know I used to live in Nashville for ten years, right? I was listening to your last conversation from the from uh, the other side of Canada. You know. The cold yeah. side of Canada. I'm on the warm. I'm on the warm side. <laughs> I know you're Canada. on the warm side. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm in. I'm in the Vancouver area, so we're by the water. We, you know, like today, I didn't have to have a coat on or anything. It was so beautiful. Oh, so. that's so nice. Yay. So I know. All right, I'm coming there next time I go to Canada. <laughs> go to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's talking about the Nashville thing and how he's getting his production stuff. Well, I lived there for ten years, and so I kind of mm. know how it works you know you can get yeah. there's so many great musicians there and there's I so bet. many studios there and, and they can go quickly through songs right oh very but here's fast the thing, right? right and maybe too fast i think sometimes uh for me uh maybe you have to let that these songs grow a little bit maybe musically maybe a, uh, you know a catchy hook comes from somewhere instead of just getting it done quickly and i kind of mm. learned that when i was because i did that and and i kind of yeah. regretted that because because now my music is growing, and I and I can plink and plunk at it, and I can come up with the hooks, and and uh, and then you get the end result that that you really want. 
It's a good point. It's a very good point because when you're working in Nashville, it's true. They they just do exactly their part. They're not there to create the song. They're there to no. play for you and just you know do their job. So it's not like a an atmosphere in the studio when you're hiring session musicians that it's more like if you're dealing with your own band where everybody is contributing, they're not there to contribute. Right. They're there just to like do it exactly the way you want. So they are pretty and, mapped and out. You, and you don't, and, and sometimes you don't even know what that is. Right. So what mm-hmm. I did with this guitar the bass player, he, we, we, we would go over the songs and he'd say, do you like that sound? Or he'd go over like, do you like that lead? You know, he'd go over a whole bunch of stuff and he'd come up with this, these nice little licks. And then I'd, I'd, I'd finally say, that's the one there. But you wouldn't get that in Nashville if you're doing it the way some people do, right? So right. It, it's it's great to have that sound. But then, you know, all of a sudden, if you hear the sound that you like. So this whole album that I did, Possibilities, we did it that way. So everything, I guess, is my is what I feel off that album. So it was a lot of work. <laughs> sure. It puts a lot of pressure on you as a songwriter to have to learn more equipment has to learn, you know, more, more of what to do in the song. Otherwise it, it will be very simple if you're just doing one instrument, right. Or you have right. to pair up with somebody and get somebody like, you know, close to you to play the other instruments and contribute to the song. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but you're, it's a good point that you do need that yeah. time to kind of work it out. You know, a lot of times people will get a band together and they will actually work all these little things out on stage. So, you know, they do it in rehearsals and then the, the, the song kind of takes on a life of its own before they actually get in the studio. That's another way that I've seen them do it. Yeah. Kind of like the way the Beatles did it back in the old days. Yeah. Right. And they get to test out a lot of material to see if anybody yeah. likes it or how it sounds and, you know, get a different perspective on it before they commit to it and put in that money to record. You know, these exactly. days though, there's so much available. Have you ever thought of, I mean, it's such a, it, well, it's fun to go to Nashville, first of all, to go record, mm-hmm. of course. But have sure. you ever thought of just diving in and getting, acquiring as much equipment as you can to produce entirely on your own? I have a lot of artists that uh, are doing that. Yeah, I, you know, I think for me, I, you know, I could probably do that. After what I've learned how to put that album together last year, uh, right. you know, I've learned it's amazing how much there goes into it, you know, and what you can do yourself. But you do still need those creative musicians, guitars and whatever to come in. And, you know, I had a violinist that she played three violins and the, and the viola and the, and the cello and stuff like that. Right. For two of my songs. It's like unbelievable. Right. Nice. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so. Yeah. But here's my here's what I'm thinking. Now that I've got the album done, here's my problem is selling it right mm-hmm. you know you've got the product and now you have to sell it now we got this social media right we have this we have that i'm taking a business course right now for my my music business budget and plan and everything right now just to to sell this album because it's so difficult there's so many great artists out there and how do you get to the top right do you you, you facebook it you do social media and i think it's harder than just putting the album together is doing the is to sell it <laughs> to do the marketing have you uh, is yeah. that in your business course are they actually teaching you social media marketing or is that yeah, not, that's yeah, typically it's not it's a, it's a quick it's a quick little course that I'm, I'm taking 
they're helping me put sell my albums in this company. And what they do is they have a social media day where they show you how to, to do certain things and this and that. And then they have a finance person coming in and stuff like that to create a budget for you. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff to help you set, because it's a business, right? It, it, and that's what Howard sure. Naylor is. It's a music business. And, and that's how you have to approach it. You know, I always thought, well, I'm just going to put the album out there and it's going to sell and I'll be okay, right? But it's, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's not. It's you can't just throw it up against the wall. And and having a good good product, it's like any business. Having a good product is only like half the battle. Getting the product to the customer yeah. and building a brand that's consistent and yeah. like that people yeah. can trust and know that when they see your name, they're going to enjoy it. That's it's yeah. a whole different story. That's another it's it's another business in itself for sure. But it, 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 it's just, it's like any startup company, you know. Like say yeah. I designed a dress, um, just getting that dress out and sticking it on social media is not going to make that dress sell. You know, it it takes oh. a lot more than that. It takes a lot, and I and I try to get on. You know, I'm pretty savvy with with uh, the computers and everything like that and social media, but. It, you have to be on that and really pushing it. And then, of course, in the night, they get time for doing live gigs. You get to promote that. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a full-time job is what it is. I really Period. love I, – I was talking about this in an earlier um, network or in an earlier interview and then also on our network for um, YouTube and, and all of the advisory stuff that we do. I really love still, as of today, because, you know, it can change, but still I love crowdfunding. Because I've seen so many of the artists take off in crowdfunding. And the secret yeah. with crowdfunding is if you're going to put all that time and energy into marketing, then you may as well have an end at it. In other words, the crowdfund is where you drive the traffic to. And a lot of times mm-hmm. people will not crowdfund and they'll be like, okay, well, I'm not selling albums. And that's because they're not driving traffic to an album. They're not driving traffic to a crowdfund. They're really just raising awareness and, and hoping that sales will be a product of that. And that's just not how it works. That's why I always love crowdfunding because I feel like in your mind, once you commit to a crowdfund and you have like a goal set that you want to reach and you know, you have a reason to get that goal it really right. does drive all of your strategy and all of your efforts to one specific thing. And through it, you end up finding the audience that will most support your music. You know, I mean, on social media, we can waste a lot of time and mm-hmm. really waste a lot of time talking to people that will never buy your music and probably aren't your buyer. But the reason right. why I love crowdfunding is it sifts that, possibility through you know it it really makes it come to a fruition it's like you're either going to love the album and you're on board and you're going to be you know one of my patrons and this is something of interest to you or it's not and if you have quality music you can actually start you know setting up crowd funds because it's about the anticipation of what's coming next and being able to have Mm -hmm. it I think the big thing about it, honestly, is that mentality of if I don't get it now, I might not see you again because I can't depend on social media to actually deliver your messages to me regularly. So I want to get on the subscriber base. I want to stay in touch. 
and I want to crowdfund it, you know, and get that T-shirt or get that album so that it's on its way to me when it's done. I think that that is is still going to be really valid in 2018 because there's so much noise. And when you spend time mm-hmm. marketing to any one person, you want to try and either find out if they're going to get on board and they're going to be part of your journey and love the music that much, or if you should just move on and find more of that niche customer. You see what I mean? Yes. No, I, I actually know of crowdfunding. I went over it. I just haven't gotten deeply into it. So now I will. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. But, you know, Howard, you have your album in hand. So once you have your CD in hand, too, then it all of a sudden becomes, okay, do I crowdfund the next one and include this album as, you know, some bonuses? So, like, this album's going to be my current promotion, and you're going to push your album. But the, the crowdfund will also incorporate, like, the brand merchandise and the previous albums. So depending on what they, you know, the different levels of funding, they can get everything from you. And if you think in terms of like how many billions of people there are out there and then go down to your niche and see how many people like the kind of music you create and who might be like Mm -hmm. you that you could pull from all that kind of stuff. And you really kind of like become a professional in finding people who love your kind of your style of music as niche as that is. Then you're really right. talking about getting in and getting it hand delivered to a ton of people, but not everybody's going to be your person. So as long as you keep that in right. mind and you change that mindset, you'll find your audience really fast, a lot faster than you think. I'll be on it tomorrow morning. That's great. Yeah, especially you know, I I would. I would do playlists as well to kind of entertain your crowd on social media, you know, like incorporate, you've got such a a defined sound. So if you could find some other artists, maybe indie or common artists that um, you've known of for a long time that are, are in the vein of what you're producing right now. And you do some playlists. This is some really good content to be able to get in front of people and try and also gain some exposure because those playlists, if you do them really well, they can actually go viral. People can pass them around and it's, it's just good stuff for you. So you'll gain, I would do them on Spotify though, because Spotify is the one that you will actually pay back and reward for, you know, for the time served. <laughs> so well, information I, I unfortunately to, doesn't on, do it that way. No, I am on Spotify. I, I just, I, I just, I just to let people know who I am. Right. That's the thing, right. That's, that's the trick. Yes. Yeah. Streaming think, is like I think, that. I think, yeah, so I'm on like iTunes and all that other stuff, but I'm just just got to get people there to to listen to it and to buy into it, but hopefully hopefully like it and to uh, try to own it too. So yeah, yeah, Howard, it just starts. You know, it starts with finding that that customer. Listen, you got to think in terms of like look at yourself. If if the Beatles were out there producing music, would you would you pre-order their new album if they were coming out? You know what I mean? If you knew there was a, right? If you were crazy about a band and you love their music or, you know, or a singer songwriter and you love what they produce, you, it's easy to pre-order it. It's not expensive. And it's something that you would want to do because you want it to be delivered, you know, first, you don't want right. to wait for it. That's no. the beauty of crowdfunding over streaming too early. And that's what, 
that why I think it's really important to think about that as we go into 2018. You know, if I, you know, I released the album last year or this year, but early, and if I had known all this ahead of time, I would have, I would not release it so quickly. You know what I mean? Oh, I would have yeah, held on. Sure. You know, and then I, I would yeah, have done more networking. Yeah. But it's out you put now, a lot so of time I, in you know what? It will still, it, it'll be fine. It'll still pay back because every person, it, I mean, you have a link to order. Do you sell physical CDs on your website or is it just all downloads? Uh, it's just, it's just streaming right now, I, uh, but it's a CD baby, so they can do both. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So you can yeah. either do it that way or you could go with a really cool, like um, boutique, uh, manufacturer that makes really well-priced CDs. You know, they do, there's a lot of them that you see that are like just one sleeve and they're, they're really cool. Like they come out in like different kinds of papers and they really do a great job. They're very creative looking. You can do something like that. And that would still be a crowd fund because even though you're streaming a lot of this still Mm -hmm. that physical CD or a vinyl record along with maybe, you know, a commemorative t-shirt or something, some kind of band merchandise that's fundable. Right. That's something that people won't get if they don't get on board with it. And you have to also look at it from this possibility that maybe you're for this album, not going to find your audience through Spotify. You're going to be finding them through social media networks of which their first thing isn't to go right to Spotify and go stream your music for free. Maybe their first thing is, oh, wow, I really love that CD. That would make a great gift. I love the T-shirt. You know, make something that's a package that people are like, I got to have that. That's really cool. I love that. You know what I mean? I I do know what you mean, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not too late for anything. Never too late for no. anything. I mean, you could take you could take an album from you know forty years ago and remarket it and do really well with it today. That's the beauty of what we have here right now. This is the time we're right. in. I know, and I and actually I've already got the twelve songs for the new album already. So it's just a matter of just oh, wow. getting that funding going. Yeah, so it's just been a matter of getting that funding going as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. Look through our resources. We have. I did a ton of um, how to crowdfund. Uh, blogs and stuff on the website and the research website for music marketing insiders. So, you know, you can reach out to the office and they'll, they'll give you the actual ones so that you can read them or you can just do a search and find them. But we have uh, a lot of advice for you in that area. If you want to learn how. I, well, I do have to learn how. All (laughs) right. No problem. I've got to sell my music, right? I'm a salesman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's kind of fun. It's exciting. Cause if you think that, you know, you yourself, the creator of your music, you have this possibility that years and years ago we didn't have. You know, 10 years ago, we couldn't do it like we can today. You can't. Oh, no. Of you couldn't go direct to customer. Now we can. And oh, even no. with the limitations on some, uh, some of the social media pages, there's still a lot of people that you can get to in a day. I know because, like, if I start at 5 a.m., I can go crazy and I can easily – you know, reach out to several thousand people that I've never met before, you know, right. and, and a few, just a few little tricks and, and, you know, just knowing what social media pages to go to and, and where to find them. So th- it can all happen. It really can. That mounts up over the course of time and, you know, get great pictures, build a brand 
get Howard Lee yeah. Naylor, that name out there, and make sure it's well established with good product behind it, and you'll be you'll be good. You know, how many times you say the word possibility? I know, <laughs> All right? It's, you can't help it. I know. <laughs> I'm branding it. And you know that thing too. Is think, what? I said is another thing is to sync the movies too with movies and uh, um, TV and stuff like that. I'm always on that doing, you know, you know, shifting that out and hopefully get some things licensed. I've got one song published already for a wedding song, so you know that's another avenue to do stuff as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we have a lot of filmmakers looking right now because, you know, they're making a lot of films, closing out their year. They're going, they're dating their projects for next year right now. And it's surprisingly, when we get to December, all of a sudden we get everybody reaching out at once and, you know, to prepare for the next year. Like, can you send us a new playlist? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, I get a lot of emotion, you know, emotional ask. The ones where, like, I don't want a certain genre. I want a certain feel. And that's just, you know, right. so fun for me. <laughs> so right. got to right. figure out <laughs> a certain feel. So you'll see a lot of our playlists kind of like get arranged according to feelings <laughs> in the next few months. Well, I guess. Hey, that's right. I forgot about that. End of the year. Right? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. We even have like a lot of radio stations, surprisingly, you know, like, in October, November, you get some, but then for in December, it's all of a sudden, this is when everybody searches. And it's it's kind of an odd time to do it because we know we're going to hit that Christmas time where everybody's going to be at Christmas parties and they're not going to be working right. as much and they're going to get distracted. So it seems like right. everybody wants everything in the first couple of weeks. And then after that, it will calm down and then start up again January. <laughs> right. Crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a big rush, exactly. but that's okay. That's so it's all right. I'll sleep later. I'll sleep over Christmas. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Howard, great to talk to you. Stay warm. Me I'm too. glad you're over on the other side. And thanks for being yeah. on the show with me today. Well, thanks for having me. It was great. I appreciate it. Awesome deal. Possibilities by Howard Lee Naylor. You heard his plan. He's got a lot ahead. See, 2018 is going to be a good year. Now you see what I'm sitting on because I hear all these really great stories and all the plans people are making and everything that's going to be happening and where it's going to be happening. So it's good stuff. So you see why I stay so positive because it's an exciting, exciting time for indie artists today. And now I have a lot of stories coming out this year, um, especially on American Pride magazine. I've already released a couple of them through the magazine and also through Medium, who we're doing a lot of work with right now. And they are about building influence. So they are some of the musicians that we work with and how they have built an influence on social media, which I think are amazingly helpful stories to you guys, which is the reason why I did them. And it did take a little time. So we've got them for you. They are lined up. We've already got um, confessions of a songwriter out there on American Pride magazines. And there's quite a few others that are circulating through on social media if you want to go take a look. Now, what you're going to read about is um, everything from how they made it huge on Instagram to um, maybe Facebook and how that's mapping out for them. 
especially like if you have, you know, done a lot of hustling on the social media side and YouTubers, you're going to see um, how they've built their following and what's going on there. But also I want to remind you guys about crowdfunding. And if you are interested in crowdfunding, go over to our resource website, which is JacquelineJacks.tv because there's a lot of information that I've put there over the years about crowdfunding, especially this past year. I'll catch you guys again on the next show. Episode number 543 is coming up next. Don't forget, we've got New Music Monday as well. And wherever you guys would like to listen to us, we are available. You can even listen to us on Alexa Skill. Instructions on how to get Get that from Google Play, iTunes, Anchor FM, BTR, you know, the whole works are up on the website, avaliveradio.com, as well as some great stories from these artists that were on the show today. Have a great one, and I will catch you again on the next show. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris Beecham, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thompson, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Radio.